Now, two machlokas in between Rashi and the Rambam. The first one is, thank you very much, the Rambam talks about the concept of a person is categorized as either being a tzaddik, a rasha, or a bainani. So the Rambam says that the world, and each city, and the world as well, can either be a tzaddik or a rasha. And we pointed out that the idea of bainani, according to the Rambam, only applies by the individual. It doesn't apply by the world or by the city. Whereas Rashi on the Gemara and Kedoshin, Rashi says clearly that you can, that person is meant to see the world as also being equally balanced. And now a person has to think that when, when what he does, then the, he's being machriya, the world which was balanced one way or the other. So in other words, according to Rashi, the world could be a benoni too. It could be a point where it's, it's exactly balanced. And not only that, a person is meant to think of or see the world as being balanced. That's the, the first. The problem with that is that the second thing Rashi says is that the cheshmer of the world is the amount of tzaddikim and the amount of rishon, and therefore when I make myself a tzaddik, right? So now I've, I've so to speak, took the balance of the world too. The Raman doesn't agree with that. The Raman says not only on the amount of tzaddikim rishon, it's the amount of mitzvahs and averus. Alright. So we asked like, what's the sort of the machlokes between the Rambam and Rashi? That was our first question. The second question we asked was the Rambam says very literally that if the world is majority. Uh, Averis, then it gets destroyed. If a person is a majority Averis, then he immediately gets killed. Because And we ask this all the question which Tosus asks and the Ravid asks and the Ramban asks. And that is, we don't see that. We don't see that the Russia immediately gets killed. We don't see that the world immediately gets destroyed. That's the second question. And like I said, the isn't saying very different from the Gemara. The Gemara says that. The Gemara says, So how do you understand that? How can they get decided or condemned right away to miss when we don't see that happening? And then the third question you asked in the Rambam is when the Rambam says, you should know that the Cheshpan of Mitzvah Sinaverus is only Bedaita Shal Kildayas. It says, Vishaykli Naisai, Bedaita Shal Kildayas. We weigh it on the Da'as of Hashem. So I don't know, we have to explain what it means, we weigh it. So Hashem weighs it. Hashem weighs it, but it's in His Da'as. And he asked the question, and that is, what does that mean? Does that mean that there's a value for each mitzvah, which we haven't been told, or it's subjective? And the value of the mitzvah depends on the person doing the mitzvah, or the circumstances the person's in. That was a, just a quick reca- uh, recap of the questions we asked to explain this to in the Ramah. Okay, so now let's look at another point, which is really the starting point of understanding the sugya, and that is, what we up yesterday already, if you have to think about, what's the difference? What's the difference? At the end of the day, every mitzvah is going to get rewarded and every avera is going to get punished. And therefore, what changes based on the majority? If a person is a majority, it's him. So he'll get more reward. If a person is a majority avera, so he'll get more punished. Why do we have to give him a status as what his majority is? Why does it make a difference? And if you're going to ask the question by the person, we also have to ask the question by the city, and we also have to ask the question by the world. In other words, what, what hinges on the fact that we've given something the din of a majority? And therefore, that there was a, there's a din to decide what the majority is. Now, the Rav says the record for the city. Is that what the Pasuk is saying? Yes, the Pasuk is saying that by a city, that's uh, it's a majority. And therefore, the way the Ram explains it, therefore, we're going to it. And what about the mitzvahs or the, the, that they were in stone? So they, have to get, they can't get forgotten about, they can't get like, ignored. And same thing when it uh, talks about the world. So the world has to get destroyed. And again, what happens to the mitzvahs in the world? 
In other words, if Hashem is paying back the mitzvahs anyway, then all that's left is the Averis, and they'll get punished for the Averis. Why does it make a difference, the fact that you decide a base in the majority? Okay, so let's start. There are a number of Mahalchim that we're showing here, so we'll, I'll mention them, but we can look at each one and analyze, is this what the Rambam held? Is not what the Rambam held? So for example, there's the Shara Gemul of the Ramban. The Ramban wrote a whole sefer to answer this question called Shara Gemul, which means they're basically the gates of Gemul, of how Hashem rewards. And the Ramban asks the question. The Ramban says, we know that this Hashem has two, um, so to speak, possible options of how he rewards or pays people back. Option number one is if a person is a tzaddik, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu keeps his reward for Adam Abba and uses this world, so to speak, as a way to expiate his averis to give him the onish for the mere averis that he's done. And option number two is a person is a Russia. If a person is a Russia, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want to give him Adam Abba and therefore he'll give him a very successful career in this world to pay back his mitzvahs, and he'll be left with all the, uh, so to speak, the accumulated debt of Averis for Eilam Abba. Right? And it's Pesukim Natariah. Mashallah, Mishayinov, Alpanov, Lahavidoy. Hashem pays back his enemies in front of him, here in this world, in order to destroy them. Okay. Ask the Ramban, when does Hashem decide when the person, who, the, who the person is who's considered a tzaddik, that he's going to get paid back his Averis in this world, or he's considered a Russia, he's going to get paid his mitzvahs in this world? What that decision, the original decision, based on? Right? There has to be a before, before a person leaves this world. There has to be a decision here, while a person is still here, which approach Hashem is taking to him. So when does Hashem decide the first question? And that is, is this person the tzaddik, and the way we deal with the tzaddik is perfect as various, or is this person the rasha, and the way we deal with the rasha is the perfect as witness? When is that decided? Why do we need to know this? Hashem is going to wait until after a person dies. So decide he's a tzaddik and he's a rasha. So now, how does it? Now, how are we going to pay him back his chosim in this world? He's already dead. And therefore, the Ramban proves it has to be that there's a, so to speak, a decision here while the person's still alive. What do we consider him to be? And based on that, how are we going to deal with him? The Ramban's answer is that's every rasha shana. Every rasha shana, the decision Hashem makes about a person is what's his status? Is he a tzaddik? And we'll deal with him like a tzaddik. And which means we'll find ways to pay back his affairs. Or is he a Russia and we'll deal with him like a Russia and find ways to pay back his mitzvahs. For that year, for the whole year. For that year. And says the Ramban, and if therefore, if in year number one, the person's a Russia, and the Hanhog with him was alright, we're going to give him back Sakhar for his mitzvahs. He's a very successful year. And year number two, he comes out of Tzadik, says the Ramban, so we cannot abolish and we'll change the way he deals with him. But the mitzvahs he really got paid back for here, he's lost. Because they can do that. He really got paid for those. And therefore, this is a cheshman which can change year by year depending where a person's holding. And now, how does Hashem decide that? We're talking about the tzaddik who has averis to pay back. And the rasha who has mitzvahs that deserve reward. So how is Hashem going to decide? He's a tzaddik, he's a rasha. And the answer is, that's the din of the rav. That's the din of the majority. Right? That if a person's a majority mitzvahs, we call him a tzaddik. And therefore, the, the way Hashem deals with him is to pay back his averis. If a person's a majority averis, he's the rasha. And the way Hashem deals with him is to pay back his mitzvahs. But he can only... Now they made the decision to come back into each other, and suddenly things are much harder for them. Their business collapses, or they have a hard time with their family, whatever it is. And the answer is, yes, that's the right of each other. And now Hashem is treating you like the tzaddik, and not as like, like he's treating you before. Okay, so that's the, the shit of the Ramban. No, no, I'm sorry, one more question. This idea of the Ramban, 
that a person is judged and that's going to determine how Hashem treats him works for the individual. Works for the individual. That's also why a person can't remain a Bainani. That's the Gemara. A Bainani. A Bainani is not a long term option. On Shoshani can be a Bainani, but by Yom Kippur he's going to have to get pushed one way or the other. Right? Because there isn't a third Anhaga. It's either his work, his Athalic is working towards Adam Abba, a Rosh who is not working towards Adam Abba, or, and that's all there is. There's no third option. Right. The Rabbi is explaining this to the He's going in the same Mahalach that's going on the Adam Abba. But now there's another point over here. And that is this Cheshbon doesn't affect the city or the world. Uh, because a person himself, you can say Hashem is going to pay back his missus or pay back his avarice. When you're talking about a Rabbin, so this Cheshbon doesn't work. In other words, we can't say that this is the reason why if Hashem decides the fate of a city, because what are we going to say? That if the city is considered righteous, Hashem pays back everyone their avarious. This is an individual Cheshbon. Okay. The Sadiqim in the city will still get. Right. The Sadiqim in the city will get paid by their avarice. The Rishonim in the city will get punished. Even if oh. the majority of the city was one. Right. So Hashem doesn't decide this based on the based on the Thank rabbi. You. Thank you. Okay, so that's the first mahalach. Now, there's another mahalach also. What's the difference with the rovis? What's the difference with the rovis? So now this is a, a, a point which I'm going to introduce with a question, which I've asked, which is, Ask the question to introduce the point. And that is like this. We could imagine a scenario of a person doing something. We will judge the person. But based on the, the factors which led him to do it, we'll see a very, very different... Uh, we will judge him very differently. So, for example, my first marshal is a person who's hiking somewhere in the desert. He's gotten lost. It's burning hot. He feels dehydrated. He's like uh, he's looking desperately for something to drink, and he flags down a car on the side of the road and says, "Please, I'm really thirsty. Do you have any, anything I can buy to drink?" And the person says, "Actually, I do." And he reaches into the back of his car and he takes out a can of natural grape juice with no hechsha. So now the person has a dilemma. On the one hand, this is probably not kosher. Right, grape juice is right, hechsha is mstamit uh, at night, he's really thirsty, and maybe, maybe he feels he's going to dehydrate. So the person is presented with a, a moral dilemma. Should he drink it? Or should he say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not kosher, I'm, going to, is, is, I'm not going to drink it. Is Yain Nesach the Yain Nesach is the here, it's more likely to be the Rabbanon. But, because uh, it's not Nesach, we don't assume that the guy made it over the Zara. But whatever the case is, it's also. Either on the Rabbanic or the Raisa level. And now, in the situation he's in, he has to make a decision. It's not because of it's, it's very hard for him. Uh, he's very thirsty. Uh, whatever it is, uh, he has this drink offered to him. And he has to make a decision, am I going to drink or not? That's my first scenario. My second scenario is somebody is walking down a Chobmach in Israel. Also, he's looking in the stores, whatever it is. It's a hot day. So he goes into one of the kiosks, which is every second shop in Malachi Israel. And there's a whole refrigerator there. Uh, water, mineral water, and coke, and fruit juice, anything you want. So he's looking around which drink uh, to take. And at the very bottom of the, uh, the, the, the refrigerator, uh, catches his eye a strange bottle he's never seen before. And he takes out to look at it, and it's a natural grape juice without a hechsha. Which, who knows how somehow it ended up in this refrigerator in Malachi Yisra. It happens to be the same kind of grape juice that in our first travel and met in the, someone offering in the desert. Now, this guy also has a, this guy also has a, dilemma, a question now. Now, should he settle for a Coke or a water or a fruit juice? Or should he try this juice he's never seen before? But it's not kosher. 
So if you're talking about objectively, both of these two people are in the same position. They're both presented with the same bottle of non-kosher juice. They both have to make a decision, should they drink it or not? Except, we understand the factors in the decision are tremendously different. For the first person, uh, the traveler in the desert, right, not to drink it, we see as an act of serious nefesh. To drink it, okay, it's not good, but it's understandable. In the second case, not to drink it is obvious. You have every other option in the world, right? To drink it is an act of defiance. So even though it's the same avera, but the circumstance changes dramatically the severity of the crime. Now, I use this to explain a, a very important principle. And that is, even though we're talking about the same mitzvahs and averis, but there's a relative value of mitzvahs and averis, which depends on, which depends on the, the, the circumstance where it took place. And therefore, in a situation where doing mitzvahs was easy and available, and doing a ver- to do an Avera is an act of defiance, the Avera is much worse. Doing mitzvahs in a time where it's hard to do mitzvahs, and everything's in opposition to that, and that mitzvah needs a serious nefesh, then the Avera is understandable. The mitzvah is a big thing. And you'll notice in history that the greater Klai Yisrael gets as a level, the more severe each Avera becomes. Because in the situation you were, and in the level you were at, so then, the doing a very becomes a much worse thing. Whereas the opposite also. The worse the world gets, or the lower Kaishal sinks, so then the very becomes less bad, but the mitzvah now becomes tremendously great. So, we made the, 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 in other words, the opposition of what a person does to the, to the situation he was in, so the more stark the contrast, the, the more Im, impact the action has. So, for Kaishal living in Eretz Yisrael, where everything was of a tyro, and everything was perfect, and everything they needed. Now, for someone to go and do an avera, that's an absolute uh, act of defiance. That's rebellion. That's a terrible thing, and the person would get a tremendous amount of punishment for that. You have to look for the one non-kosher thing to go for. You have to look for the one opportunity to do something wrong, when so much was possible which was right. But conversely, if a person is in a situation where everything's bad, and everything's awesome, and the entire runs rampant, and a person finds the opportunity to withstand that, so now it's not now the the very heavy fallen wouldn't have been such a ter- terrible tragedy. It's awesome, but it wouldn't have been the same tragedy. But being strong is worth much much more because now in the, based on the circumstances the person was in, so now any achievement is fantastic. And I can say about Nach in the door of Nach. So we're talking about a door of of wanton evil, a door of Rampant promiscuity, a dark gazelle, a dark which the whole society had fallen to tremendous le- le- tremendously low level. Any act of any act against that is an act of greatness. Had it been in a different dark, it wouldn't have been an act of greatness, it would have been expected. But in that dark, it was tremendous. And that's on the side of good. And same the other way around. Think about a second the height of Adam Mauritian. Adam Mauritian was in a perfect situation. He had everything but to him and everything was without him. Everything. There was one awesome thing. And Dafki gravitates to that. So it makes the Avera tremendously big. Right? Now, if you understand this principle, which is a, a major principle all throughout understanding how, how Hashem judges Tzadikim as opposed to Rishayim, whatever it is, if you understand this principle, right? now you understand something else also. Mimela. There's a value in knowing where the world's holding. Because if the world is holding by being Tzadikim, then, it, then against that background... If a person's a Russia, it makes it worse. 
If a person is a tzaddik, it's understandable. And if the world is judged as being Rishayim, then against that background, the person who's a tzaddik is that much greater. In other words, there's, we ask, what's the value of judging the rave of the world? What does it make a difference? And we're seeing that it makes a difference, not just of how she judges the rave, because that's going to set the tone for, based on that, how we judge the yachid. How we judge the yachid. In a case where everyone's a rasha and he's a tzaddik, like I said, by Brahmavino, and the whole of the world is on the other side. That makes Abraham great. Whereas to do the same thing in Dara Midbar, when everyone is a tzaddik, it's not so great. That's what everyone was doing. So now we see a second, next time we'll see another stage as well. But in the meantime, we see a second option of what's the value, what's the reason why HaKadosh Baruch was interested in knowing what the rave of the people are and the rave of the world is. Because that's going to machriya much more what the person is. What the person is. In, 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 based on the context of the place you're living, the people you're living in, the time you're living in, that's going to now become the default and against that will make a much bigger difference what the person was. If the background was black and he's shining white, it's much bigger than if it was, he was lost against the same white background, for example. Same thing, a, a rush in the Dara of Rishayim is completely different to a rush in the Dara of Siddiquim. Okay, so that's, we saw the Ramban's answer, and that is, Hashem determines now how to judge a person. Clapping, is he going to pay back his missus or various in this world? He said that kind of deal can only be affect the individual. Whereas now we're seeing a second thing. We're seeing a second thing. And that is, what's the backdrop of other people? Now, I mean, we haven't finished yet, there's more to say. But in the meantime, I'm just going to throw like one Nakura so to answer this something. If that's the Cheshman, it doesn't make a difference how many mitzvahs and Averis there are. It makes a difference of how many Tzadikim and Rishonim there are. If, it's, if, if the Nafkimina is going to be, is the person living amongst Tzadikim or amongst Rishonim? If that's the case, the backdrop is decided by a row of people. A row of people. If you're living in a Dara of Tzadikim and you have one super Russia, the Mace is a Dara of Tzadikim. The, the, the Russia is a Russia, but he's not going to influence the Dara. The majority of the people is what's going to make a difference. And therefore, if the Cheshman is going to be, the Cheshman is going to be, what's the surrounding? So we're asking is, what, what's, the, what's the nature of the people you with? Is it a place where most of them are Tzadikim or is it a place where most of them are Rishonim? Now, the amount of how many mitzvahs or various done isn't the fact over here. It's a fact of what does the society do? What, what kind of nature? So, so what's, the, what's the nature of the city? What's the nature of the world? And therefore, the question is going to be on the amount of people. We'll also see that if that's the case, it's possible to have a bandani. It's possible to have a situation which is balanced. The number of people, because that's Right. And then it's possible to have a case of a balance. <coughs> if you have a case which is half the people are good and half the people are bad, so now you've made a balance. So therefore, the way Russia understood is that it's possible to have a balanced world and it's possible that a person is going to be the one to decide. Because it's the, 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 the interest we have in knowing what's the majority is what, therefore, that provides the backdrop to, the, to, to weigh up each individual. And it's going to be totally on the amount of people. That's it, Rashi. But next time we'll see a third Mahalach and we'll explain that's the Shit Sarandam.